Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 50, the big 5-0 of the Fly Route Podcast. I am your host, Anthony, a.k.a. Tony Playboy, a.k.a. Bishop Sycamore, a.k.a. Kendrick Percocet, a.k.a. Camp Booten. And I am here with an exciting show for you all today. This one's going to be a little bit special. So originally, there was not going to be an episode this week. There was going to be no episode 50. But then this Bishop Sycamore story broke, and it is some of the craziest anything that I have heard in quite some time in the sports world. So by popular demand, I am bringing you an episode. This one's going to be a little bit shorter, a straight special, where I get into this Bishop Sycamore story. Because there is a lot of layers to this story. And even better, I'm going to bring you all an interview with one of the Bishop Sycamore players who claims to be the oldest player on the team. The fly route pod. 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 Welcome to the tee off. This is how I like to start the show off. I like to spill some tea on our favorite athletes and some of the crazy situations they get themselves into. But this week is special. Now, you all have probably already heard of this Bishop Sycamore story that may be real, possibly fake, maybe most likely fake high school that is at the center of one of the craziest sports stories that I've really heard in quite some time, maybe the entire time I've been doing this podcast. But if you have not, uh, Bishop Sycamore played one of the best, most famous high school football teams, IMG Academy, recently on a nationally televised game by ESPN, in which they got blown out 58-0. It was a massacre. There was a weather delay. And the ESPN announcers were having complete fits over this. They tore into the team. They said that they were told that this team had multiple D1 players, reports ranging from 10 to 12. And they said that the information they were given was unverifiable. The roster was incomplete. And that ended up causing a lot of speculation and interest in Bishop Sycamore. And everybody started digging deep finding nugget after nugget after nugget. And I am going to let you know some of the key highlights. But most importantly, I am going to interview Justin Daniels, who is a player with Bishop Sycamore, who claims to be the oldest player on the roster at 19 years old, who says that he actively wants to set straight a lot of misconceptions and fake news that is going on about Bishop Sycamore and whether or not they are a real school and should be able to play these football games. Now, first thing that happened when people was looking and looking hard, they found out that the Ohio High School Student Athletic Association does not recognize Bishop Sycamore as a legitimate high school, that their physical location, practice facilities, et cetera, could not be found anywhere. Now, the physical location part isn't as crazy if you think of the fact that just like it's a online only school, which is what we found out. It's an online only charter school or a prep school and practice facilities a little bit different because they uh, are supposed to be practicing football daily. So there needs to be a place where they're doing that. Now, what ends up happening is through this whole scandal, ESPN shifts the blame to Paragon Marketing Group. 
who apparently they outsource all of their high school gaming football stuff that gets on ESPN through. Now, they have said that they did not do their due diligence or research on any of the claims that <laughs> Bishop Sycamore gave them and that basically they showed up and didn't do their jobs. So they're sorry. And it, this is kind of crazy because it, even the Ohio Department of Education says that Bishop Sycamore is a quote-unquote non-charter, non-tax-supported school, a type of school that because of a truly held religious belief choose not to be chartered by the State Board of Education. So under the guise of being a bishop school, like archdiocese bishop school and a religious school, they have been able to skirt a lot of regulations that people would think would be like obviously standard in a situation like this. Now, this is interesting because there is no Bishop Sycamore in the Archdiocese of Ohio at all, but that's neither here nor there. Now, it was the school was founded by Andre Peterson, and the head coach of the school is a close confidant of Andre Peterson named Roy Johnson. Roy Johnson was fired after Sunday's game. Uh, people found out again after looking into these until looking into this a little bit deeper that Roy Johnson had multiple, multiple, multiple warrants, lawsuits, and allegations being levied against him. And they are kind of wild. Apparently, he had a bench warrant for a failure to appear in a domestic violence case that was later dropped into a criminal mischief charge. The warrant is still active, though. Now, the Franklin County judge said that he needs to go to trial for defaulting on a $100,000 loan that was never paid to a bank in Ohio named First Merchants Bank. Now, the defendant apparently failed to answer any questions for the lawsuit, which the judge said was fatal to their cause and basically kind of meant that they looked super guilty. And they are being sued for being fraudulent, misrepresenting, and then just not paying the money back. So they got a $100,000 loan, Roy Johnson did. At this point in time, he was the head coach of a school called Christians of Faith Academy. Christians of Faith Academy, keep this name in mind, you will need it later. Now, according to them, they took this loan by faking that they were a member or a representative of a church. And the name of this church is hilarious. I have to give you the name of this church. The Third Episcopal District of the African Methodist Episcopal Church. That doesn't even sound like a real church name. What church has Episcopal in their name twice? And apparently they provided fake documents proving that they're representative of these churches, according to the bank. This is all alleged. And then when they were being her, like not harassed, but asked to pay the loan back because you borrowed money from these people, they then gave the bank a fake $7,000 check that bounced. So the bank is suing them for the $100,000 in original loans, over $7,000 for the bad check, and for over $21,000 in interest. And this is going directly to the coach and Christians of Faith Academy. Johnson is also facing a civil lawsuit from a Bell Baymont Hotel in Delaware, Ohio for a balance of over $110,000, which they say was not paid for housing of like a bunch of students in these hotels. He's also apparently being looked after for an over $7,000 bill from a training facility in Columbus, Ohio, that was also not paid. And what all these people that are saying, uh, according to all of this information, is that 
This guy, Roy Johnson, is just extremely persuasive. He sells you on the mission and the purpose of the school to help underprivileged kids with a lot of talent, use football as a way out in life, which is a common story that we have all heard for a lot, a lot, a lot of people. And apparently they are banking on that and getting people to get way too deep into the quote unquote scam, as they are calling it, before things get out of hand. Now, here is something that's very important. We talked about COF Academy, Christians of Faith Academy. Apparently, Bishop Sycamore was once known as Christians of Faith Academy. And a former player of Christians of Faith Academy named Aaron Boyd was interviewed by multiple news outlets. He says he was one of the first ever players to be recruited by Bishop Sycamore. And he says that the school is no longer a school because they were basically banned out by the Ohio High School Athletic Association. He says that he played there his junior year in the year of 2018, 2019, when he was 15, about to turn 16. He says that basically him and his mom were scammed and lied to. They gave them brochures. They sent them books. They showed them how the school was supposed to look, blueprints, everything like that. They told him that the players would end up getting on Netflix, getting recruited, and that they were going to become, ironically, the IMG of the Midwest. He said he got there. There was no building. They didn't have anything. They had people sleeping on floors. They didn't even practice. He says that they moved into new houses. And when they moved into a new house, there was no beds or anything. So people were just sleeping on the floor, said they were not fed. They had to steal from Myers, Walmarts, Kroger's, et cetera, just to feed themselves. He said they didn't go to class. They didn't do it. They didn't practice. All they did was suit up for games. They just went to games saying they played games constantly in two to three days, multiple of them. And that that was not surprising to them. Not surprising at all. Like this is honestly kind of crazy to hear. He even actually in his interview speaks to how Roy and everybody knowing that coach Roy was scamming people, bouncing checks, paying uh, or just not paying at all. And that they were getting kicked out and evicted from places due to the not paying. And it seemed like the coach was just serially running the same scam over and over and again on each person he could and moving the students around. He says that he lost his entire junior year of high school to being an ineligible student on a fraudulent team. That is that is kind of crazy. Right. So I want to kind of get into the aftermath of all of this. Now, Bishop Sycamore ends up being investigated by the Ohio Department of Education. An investigation was called for by their government, saying that regardless of their status, there are some legitimate questions about whether or not they meet the basic standard to be a literal school in the state of Ohio. So, yes, as you can see here, they have a GoFundMe page that they created. They asked for twenty thousand dollars uh originally you can see the description there that they're a youth high school program helping young men achieve and be something graded great in the community on august 22nd as you can see here they created this gofundme on august 31st or 30th it was already taken down they only acquired about 140 dollars through the GoFundMe in the first place. So it seems like on multiple different levels, they were trying to catch the bag as much as they could. What you can also see here is their former website. It has also been taken down as they continue to try to cover up everything that was 
looking very wrong. It's basically just a Blogspot page with a couple of videos, the most recent one being from May of 2021. So not that far off, but really nothing for the current school season. You can see multiple of their pages will be just completely blank, their staff page, their About Us page, etc. There you go with the About Us page. And it's kind of insane to think that people, that they thought that taking these things down would mean they wouldn't be found as if the internet does not keep receipts for basically ever. Now, this is kind of only the tip of the iceberg, oddly enough. Now, what ends up happening after this is that their coach goes on a Twitter spaces with Mike Robinson and tries to set the record straight. There are, there are some things from this conversation that he has that I think are particularly important, right? He says, first off, they rent spaces a few days a week to go over all their classroom stuff. So that's why they have no physical location. They're not a traditional school. They don't have men sitting in class at 7 a.m. In fact, they do football practice, some class, then more football practice. He's saying that they have two teams, a high school football team and a post-grad team. Interestingly enough, as you all will see later on in my interview, with Justin Daniels, the player for Bishop Sycamore. He says that's not true. He actually says there's only one team, the post-grads and the high school players all play together. They play whatever school they play. So the coaches ah, may be embellishing a little bit here. Now, he says that the only reason why they're getting this backlash that they got is because they did not put the correct product on the field. Now, Yappy is a forum for people that are very interested in high school football and months months ago, like when the original schedule for Bishop Sycamore was available, they were actually talking about this exact same thing. Everybody else caught up way, way, way later. And I do agree that how bad the product on the field was definitely has an impact on how much scrutiny that was drawn here. But these are fair questions that people need to ask. He says that people playing two games back to back in that situation is no different than kids that play varsity and JV. Honestly, that was kind of something that it seemed like a lot of different people maybe felt that both sides could possibly agree on this. People that think they were wrong or people that think that maybe they're getting a little bit too much flack. Now, the important part for me says that ESPN and Paragon, he says, reached out to them. They did not reach out to Paragon and that the logistic company asked them about playing for them. He says that they did not lie, that they have actual D1 recruits. And I will actually get into the D1 recruits for y'all. I took the interview. I cross-referenced his accounts of which players he thinks are D1. I took them and cross-referenced other aggregation sites such as Max Prep, 24-7 Sports, and Huddle to try to verify all of these claims. He's saying that they did not lie. They have eight D1 players on their squad. And before I talk, talk about this, I actually had to talk to someone from 24-7 Sports because Andrew Ivan is seen on Twitter actually saying that this is a really easy way that people get tricked because of the way that D1 offers in high school specifically generally work is that schools cannot publicly comment on their commitments to many prospective students for a significant period of time. Now, the problem with this is that that means since the teams cannot publicly comment on these commitments, that people can say that they are verbally being received something or saying that they've talked to schools, have been committed to schools, but 
Truly, you cannot verify that claim. But most importantly, schools will actively tell kids, like 200 plus kids, that they are getting verbal offers or that they are interested in them and really only grab 25 kids in that cycle. Those are exact numbers that were used. So it's odd that saying that you're committed might not actually mean as much as it is, you know, one would think it does. That is ironic in this case that one is ESPN, but more importantly, that kids can just tweet out that they have offers or talk to one outlet and say they have offers and the way the media works, everybody else picks that back up. So then it eventually gets into these aggregated systems and people think that some students legitimately have offers when they have literally no offers at all in the first place. It's kind of insane to think that that is what happens, but it's something that apparently is not uncommon and people have seen before. Andrew was nice enough to send me an article and showed me a actually huge story that apparently we have not learned our lesson from at all. And that's the story of unique Brissett II, who used social media accounts to catfish college football recruiting world, created a ton of unreal buzz about him using fake huddle accounts and fake Twitter accounts saying that he had been picked up and got offers that other people ended up running with those very same offers that he quote unquote got regardless of whether or not they were real. And he ended up in the end being exposed. You can see the articles. You can see they even show you him using fake highlights from other students as his own. It's I, I honestly could not believe it. It was something that actively surprised me personally. So when we want to talk about these D1, uh, these D1 recruits that they say that they have, there should be like maybe a grain of skepticism, but there's not a strong way to disprove it. So giving you that background, he says that they have these eight P players, Atiba Fitz, who I looked up according to his high school website, Euclid. And as well as Max Prep, he graduated in 2021. He would be considered post-grad and have graduated from high school. Uh, multiple websites, including ScoutingOhioArrivals.com, said he had offers from Air Force, Army, Navy, and was committed to Air Force, saying that he was going to become an engineering major. Armand Scotts is the second. ESPN confirms that he had offers from four or five D1 schools. ESPN, after saying they were duped. Interesting. Rivals, as well as 24-7 Sports, say that he is also a 2021 grad. Jeremy Naborn, this is a player that the interviewee that I speak to in a bit will talk about, as well as the coach did. 24-7 Sports confirmed he had multiple D1 offers, but he is also class of 2021. Now, Andrew says that he can't confirm any of these things from 24-7 Sports personally because they are not in his region. But he did say that only 24-7 sports member staff can update or change those offers on their site. So someone from the site believed that these offers were legitimate enough to add to their database. Jamar Price is the next. Also a 2021 grad. There are reports saying that he has 14 colleges, some of them D1, giving him offers. The next is Josh Lorick, another 2021 grad. Multiple D1 offers are confirmed. Javon Rooney, another one, 24-7 Sports, also again confirmed that this offer does exist, as well as saying he got offers from USC, Washington, Miami, and Nebraska. 
grain of salt, as I told you before. But it seems like, according to them, and according to a lot of the research that I did, these kids might actually be D1. There might actually be like eight D1 kids on this roster. Now, whether or not they all played, whether or not some of them got hurt, whether or not a lot of them were gassed from playing three, two games in three days, excuse me, like that is yet to be decided, right? Yet to be explained. But it is kind of insane to think about this and how crazy that this got as far as it did with literally no one just doing a little bit of due diligence, like the, the bare minimum. Now, of course, they got smoked on national TV. This would probably have been embarrassing, but a lot of people get smoked all the time in high school sports. It's kind of, I don't want to say the calling card of high school sports and amateur sports in general, but kind of it is. So we are going to hear from Justin Daniels, an offensive tackle, huge dude, and he is going to try to shed some light on, answer some of the questions that we all have, and try to clear up some of the misconceptions surrounding Bishop Sycamore. Stay tuned. Let's, 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 let's not play, boy. First off, let me actually do a little bit of introduction for you real sure. quick. Uh, let, let people understand who I'm talking to. So I'm sitting here with Justin Daniel. He plays offensive tackle. Uh, played at South Paulding High School in Dallasville, Georgia. That's right, right? Correct. Now plays for Bishop Sycamore. And were you on the field for the game against IMG? No, I wasn't. I wasn't at the game for IMG. I had to come back home. I had got hurt the game we played Hoban. So I came back home for a little bit. Okay. Is the game against Hoban the game like two days before the IMG game? No, that, the game against Hoban is the uh, first game we played this season. That was like okay. the first game we played. Yeah. Okay. So you got, you got hurt during game one. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, how old are you? 19. 19. 19. Uh, what year did you graduate out of high school? 2020. 2020. All right. So this is the 2021-2022 school year. Right. You're playing for a prep school. Right, correct. The first thing I want to talk about. So you're 19. You graduated correct. in 2020. Can you explain to people, because I think there's a term, uh, what it means to be a post-grad playing right. for a prep school? Okay, so basically, um, it's like, instead of, all right, for the football people, instead of, instead of me taking two years and going to a JUCO or wasting time like that, I chose to go prep school, which is, I just played until December, and then I commit to any four-year I want to go to. So, And I still got the option to go in JUCO, but it's basically, it's basically, like, it's basically like getting an extra year without starting your clock for NCAA. Okay, so the, so the reason why you stay in prep school is because you don't want to start using your NCAA eligibility clock. Correct. Okay, perfect. The term that I saw people using for this a lot was reclassified. Yes, sir. Okay, so I think that's a term of art. A lot of people don't understand that because, like, a lot of people that are making these jokes, focusing on this, they never play ball, they don't really right. get it. What does right. it mean for a player to reclassify? All right, so when you reclassify, you basically just, uh, instead of graduating with the class you're supposed to graduate with, you go to a, uh, a class lower. You go down a class. So then, because I've really, I've been reclassified since, uh, 2020, because I was going to a school you may have heard of it, USA Academy. So this whole, this whole, you know, this school of scam, this whole thing ain't new to me. I've been through this once before with USA Academy, so I'm pretty new to this. So it ain't, oh. it ain't too much. It ain't too much what I'm hearing now that I ain't already heard. 
Okay, that makes a lot of sense. How does a how does a player reclassify? Like, who reclassifies a player? Is there like a, a body, like organization or something you have to go yeah, through? You have to um first you got you can't just reclassify. You just reclass. You have to apply for it through NCAA first. Okay. Uh, then it has to be clear. You have to get your NCAA ID and all that before you even get cleared to um participate in any fall sports or spring sports or anything like that. Okay, so fantastic. So basically, reclassifying is just for the purpose of trying to start your clock in college a little bit later for my case yeah okay some people reclass when like 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 disasters they reclass or like they get injured and they still have time another thing i want to mention is to reclass you have to have four years eligibility of high school football still so like i didn't play my freshman or my sophomore year so i still have two years but i'm not used to but i still have two years of eligibility basically so okay it informed Okay, that makes a lot of sense. All right. So a, a thing that was really big, a lot of people talked about this, was that you all a, a, a supposedly told ESPN you had multiple D1 athletes on the team. Some people are saying 10. Some people are saying 12. Do you all have any D1 every committed? Person, every per- all right, I'm going to break it down to you. Okay, so, like, basically, every person on our team is D1, like, legit D1. Like, basically, from when they came from their hometown or their home school, they was the guy at that school. So that was the guy that you seen coaches come talk to at that school. So like basically it's just a team of full of guys, basically, that was like dogs in high school. We all just came together and we all got offers. We we all, I mean, I could I could pull up clips of on the phone with coaches and all that. So Okay. I don't wanna hold you, but I gotta be honest. So if the team is supposed to be like I guess you kind of describe it to me as like an all-star class of high school players from other places. What happened against IMG? Coach, we ain't had a coach. And like IMG, people don't understand this. IMG got three high school teams, man. They got a national team. They got a high school team A and a high school team B. Okay, we have one team. We got one team. That team going to play any national team, any post-grad. We going to play any school that want to play us. So with, with, with what happened with us is we didn't have like the proper coaching. We got all the players in the world. Like anybody know that played football, you can have as much skill as you want to. But if we ain't got the discipline, the coaching, and you know the order, it's not gonna go right. And our coaches try their best to provide that, but it just you know it's just a small school. Everybody want to see us lose, so you know people not gonna try to help you. And that's just that's pretty much what happened. Okay, so there's only one team, and then how does that work? So does do our any of the players that are on your team, I guess, non-reclassified players? Yeah, uh, we have, like, for instance, my quarterback, Jay Knight. He's a junior in high school. That's our backup quarterback. He was number four. He got, uh, I mean, he, he tore his, some ligaments in his ankle against the, at the whole big game. Uh, we have Bud. I saw a tailback. Um, we, have a couple, we have a couple more of the guys, and that's just to name a few. So, yeah, we have a, we have a lot of young guys. That's another thing people don't understand. People love to say that we went out there and got smashed by IMG, but they don't understand it's a real team. Like, you know, if we was able to put a, a group of 36-year-olds on the field, I promise you that wouldn't have went that way. Like, like, you feel me? So I, I promise you that wouldn't have went that way. So they get, on, they, get on, they get on Instagram, Twitter, and everything talking about how they beat. Like, y'all really beat a bunch of 15- and 16-year-old kids. And But, like, it's to the point where they want it bad enough. They don't care about playing IMG. Like, like we, we knew going into the game we wasn't going to beat IMG, but we still wasn't going to back down from it. Because you can you can ask what 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 other Ohio team stood up and played them. That is I true. Always, I I heard that from a lot of people. Everybody you know, ducks IMG. Where the greatest IMG is takes where anybody. Is where the Wildem schools at? Why they ain't want to play IMG on TV? Okay, okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. So then you all play. So some traditional high school students 
as well as some reclassified students play on one team, and then this one team competes against other schools. Right. We play that one team. Our one team play against any school. Like that one team gonna play IMG national team, anybody national team. We'll play the Falcons. Line them up. <laughs> I love the confidence. I love the confidence. All right. So of the D1 players that you have, are all those D1 players reclassified? Like they got offers. So then they decided to take some extra time before committing to those schools and going? Uh, some. I, I don't know about all cases, but some of them like that. I know a lot of dudes reclassified to get their grades right because they can go to bigger schools than what they had because a lot of things, um, it, it boiled down to grades. And it was either JUCO. Because um, like you can have you can have offers from any school you want to, any school in the country. But if you don't got the grades, it's, it's nothing that can, you know what I'm saying? It's nothing you can do about it. So that's why we went back, took took time, get our grades right. and just try to get as much as much done in this short of period of time until December as we could. Okay, then I'm with you. So if there's been a lot of talk about the school itself, is it a legitimate school? Many people have been calling it like a scam, a fake school. But you're saying that players are going there to take that extra year to get their grades up, to get into a different university, exactly. a better different, uh, better university. Thanks. What is the actual like curriculum and schooling like at Bishop Sycamore Facts. for them for to me, be able to do that? For me and a few of the players, because we're post grads, it's a little different than like what, for instance, Jay Knight or what Buck uh, would get. So for us, we more like we take the classes that we need or classes that we can start, and um, it'll help us when we go to college. So like, uh, I know I take I take a few college classes that I can use to start me off at the next level because I'm done with high school. Like all my high school classes are complete. Um, the other thing I can do foreign language. If I didn't take a foreign language back in high school and I, and I needed that class to get into college, I can go back there and take a foreign language class. And instead of going to a four year, uh, a two year Juco, I can just go to Bishop Sycamore for the semester, take my foreign language and be out of there. Okay. So a good question for this. So do you have any, like, so like Jay Knight was a good example. We used that a couple of times. Do you, are you all like around them like daily and stuff? Do you see them going to classes? Like where, is it all, it's all online, I assume? Yeah, it's all there... online. We st- I see them daily though. We stay inside the same, um, we stay inside the same apartments. Okay. Uh, and that's another thing. We stay inside the apartments and some of the younger guys though, they still, they stay with Coach Roy sometimes. Like okay. um, some of the 15 year olds and the 16 year olds, they'll stay with Coach Roy. And that's why like when I seen Coach Roy getting bashed, like, oh, this is a bad coach. And, like people don't understand the real Coach Roy. Like, this man gave up privacy in his own home, took food off his table to make sure somebody else kids were straight. All right. I'm okay. I'm done with you. Cause there's a lot of like the rumors. Uh, I don't know if you ever overlapped with Aaron Boyd, but apparently Aaron Boyd had been interviewed by some news networks, complex, et cetera. And he was saying things about how players were not being fed. They didn't have a place to stay. They were evicted from multiple areas where rent was not paid. Did you overlap with him at all? Do you know him? Nah, no. Okay. If anything, hey. he he might have went to a school previous in the past, but this ain't nothing like a school in the past. Like, like just as far as players to coaching to discipline to the way things are ran, it's just it's not the same. We not them. Okay. So people are being fed. People have a place to stay consistently, right. and it's just like the younger kids are staying with Coach Roy. Y'all have apartments where y'all grown, right? Y'all over right. eighteen. That makes sense that y'all can stay in apartments, etc. Uh, all right, then I want you to speak more. Your coach, you've been defending him a lot lately. People have been talking about possible arrest warrants that he has, fraud allegations, unpaid loans, et cetera. Do you like what's 
What would you want to tell everybody about Coach Roy hearing everything, what everybody else is saying? Okay, another thing people don't understand is when you come to this school, you got to pay a deposit. A thousand dollar deposit. It's, it's 16K to go there as far as like to cover your housing and all that. But the thing people don't understand is coach, instead of making those kids stay in the, the, uh, the complex that they're from, the broken down, abandoned, you know, or whatever situation they come from, Coach Roy was like, no, nah, I'm not going to, if you don't got the money, I understand. I'd have been, I'd have been, you know, I'd have been in your shoes before. So I'm not going to make you just not be able to get this opportunity. Come down here and we'll do what we have. So what he meant by that is people, people expect, people expect us to go and eat Outback or something every day. We might not eat Outback, but we'll get pizza sandwiches. We'll get fed. Like it's not going to be Outback every day. IMG don't even eat Outback every day. So, you know, when people, when the way people were coming, was coming for Coach Roy, I felt like they really didn't know and understand what this man went through, what he did, the sacrifices he made. Like we got over 30, 30 unpaid deposits and that's a thousand dollars a piece. So when you take $30,000 from a program and then expect, expect things to just, you know, run normal, you can't. Like no one can take 30000 30, and just run normal. Okay. So the deposit is 1K and you're saying that people are paying six. Do you know any students that are actually paying the actual $16,000 to go to Bishop Sycamore? No, nah, no one, no one had to pay the uh, full sixteen. Like, cause Coach Roy he understood, like, like this is a team full of kids that really came from nothing. So if if you came from nothing, you're just not gonna have sixteen k just sitting there. Mm. So instead of the sixteen k, he just like just 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 pay the thousand. That's all you gotta do, just pay the thousand. And people aren't paying the thousand either. People not trying to pay the thousand. A few people pay the thousand, but like people just can't. Like it's to the point where they they can't. But instead of Coach Roy just saying, you know what, you ain't pay the money, go home. As if you go to a JUCO. You don't got that thousand. You're not getting fat. You're not getting nothing. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I, I really coach Roy a hero. He's taking care of other people's kids and other people's responsibilities without without nothing. And man, get up with a smile on his face every morning. He might cuss us out a little bit, but he's gonna still get up with a smile <laughs> on his face, and it's all out of love. Okay, Th- this makes a lot of sense to me. Then, where do you, where is the money coming from? If no one's paying the thousand, no one pays the sixteen thousand. How do y'all travel? How do y'all like pay for equipment, feed everybody? Like what? I'm- as much as much as people go against us, we still got some people that root for us. So as far as boosters or other organizations, they they help us out. Like um, just last just last week, we went and ate at um, B Dubs. I think not B Dubs. So uh, something Mongolian Grill paid for BDs. BDs, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. you. And it paid for like just because of just because of us and the way that we carry ourselves and our coach like he has pools in the city you know like so we really we really don't gotta we don't really gotta worry about too much okay so uh, a lot of people had another thing that they were they were really harping on is the phrase i want to use where they were talking about you all playing two games in three days is that something that is frequent no like i see a lot of people say how you go play two games back to back, but people go work 12 hour shifts, get off work and go work 12 more. But when we play 40 minutes, rest for two days and go play 40 more minutes. Now, if we, now if my coach would have counseled the games, he would have been looked at us all oh, they ran. We ain't ran it from nothing. People would have said that you ran from IMG if you canceled mm-hmm. the game. That is, that is definitely, that is definitely true. People would have said you ran from IMG if you canceled the game. So m- what I'm trying to understand is if y'all have so many D1 athletes why aren't y'all winning more? Is it just like coaching? Yeah, coaching and it's, as well as depth. We don't have we have we have D one athletes, but like you still you still need a 
we have a couple D one athletes. Don't mean we have a whole straight D one line. Like our our our, our line is not straight D one. I'm I like I used to be D one, but I ain't gonna lie. After COVID, I ain't I'm not the same. I'm not the same six nine, three hundred sixty nine pound monster that was on the field. You know, it takes time to get back into the groove of things and everything like that. It's still the beginning of the season. We really ain't got a chance to like really gel and lock together yet. So when we do, what most people don't understand is the holding game about two weeks ago. That was our first time at pads ever, like ever. Never. Like, no pads at practice? No pads at practice at all. How often do y'all practice? Every day. I can, I can, say, day. I can, I can show y'all the schedule. We get up at 5 a.m. Every, every morning with Coach Terry. Ain't no way you're not getting up. He'll come in your room and get you up yourself. Okay. Okay, facts. So you said that you had D1 offers. What school or schools had offered you prior to the whole COVID thing going uh, on? I had South Carolina, uh, Florida State, uh, Maryland, uh, Southern Methodist, Fresno State, San Diego State, uh, UCF, Akron. Uh, I had a couple more. I had a, a few more, just just to name a few. Okay. Okay. And what happened? So, like, what happens to those offers that I guess now you're like, they are gone? They became uncommittable. So, like, what that means is I either went to a program where they felt like I wasn't stable enough at that program, or I just, you know, stayed, stayed out of contact with coaches or just coaching changes. And a lot in the NCAA, a lot of coaching changes happen. So, you might, a coach might have you on his radar as the coach that wanted you. But when the next coach come in, he might have a different plans or have a different guy that he's been rocking with with the school he came from. So it just all comes down. It's all a business at the end of the day. So it's just it's all about timing and how you play it. OK, I'm with you. I'm with you. That makes a, that makes a lot of sense to me. Why do y'all pick such a tough schedule? So Max you, Prep says that y'all have the fourth toughest fourth. schedule in the country. Right. If y'all ain't got the depth, y'all ain't got the money, y'all ain't got the coaches. Why are y'all picking the like? The, the very, very best teams in the nation. Because we knew we knew that if we got on the field and showed that we're not scared to play with them and we got some dogs that'll go out there and still hit head to head every play, no reps, like that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna prove a point. Like we we not running, we not finna we not finna go play another another school that's that's new or schools that people want to see us like see us play. Like we could we could have put a schedule together that would have just went eleven and 0. We don't want to go eleven and 0 easy. We wanna be known for beating big schools and stuff like that you, so you're rapping is that is that the plan instead of ball oh or no you still I trying to get back be, to d1 no i like to use chad thomas as an example major nine he played at florida and then he played with the uh cleveland browns that's really like my honor that's what i look up to that's why i'm trying to like you know model after so i know that i know that music always gonna be there football not and i know that at any time football Football can be a downfall just as well as music can. So that's why I know I already have a stable ground with music. Okay. All right, talk that. And nobody going to line up with us, so they can stay in the comments. All right, talk that. All right, so there's been some concerns. Like, we've talked about D1 a lot, and I think that's, like, was something that was really big for everybody. It's like, how can these guys be D1? This thing went so bad. They have to be lying. So there have been some accusations from people, like, especially, um, particularly, associated with 247sports.com. I think it's a pretty popular site, especially for high school athletes trying to be seen, shown out, et cetera. Right. And that some of the offers that you all were reporting were fake and that some of the huddle pages that you all were using were also fake. What do you, like, what do you guys say about that? I mean, 24-7 might need to get their stuff together because if, I, mean, I can release screenshots, you know. I mean, y'all was on... I can't use that type of word, but let's just put it like this. <laughs> y'all was in my DM asking for me to send y'all my schools, and y'all was in my my partner. Another one they used was Pahokee, Adrian Brown. 
So, so I done seen Folky on the phone with coaches and like coaches trying to get him to commit on the spot. Like it just everything. So like all this stuff is report is what happens is you take, you'll get people on the media. They get to talking, you know, how, you know how Twitter and stuff works. They see one thing or they going to run with it. Like that 36 year old player. We, we barely got 18 and 19 year olds. How are we going to get a 36 year old? <laughs> I did see 36 like everywhere. Everybody was talking about 36. Our coach is not even 36. <laughs> okay. Okay, so it's just like, what is the difference between having an offer and a verbal commitment of interest? Um, all right, so an offer you can commit on. Basically, you can you can go you can commit on that right now. But like, as far as like um, a verbal commitment of interest, I'm not too familiar with that term. But I think that you're talking about like if a schools like they have interest in you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like a lot of schools they show interest. That don't mean you get offered when. when the way the only reason you'll see us supposed to offer if a coach says congratulations, you're offered, we get official offer. Like you know, okay. like nobody got time. To, we already go to Bishop Sycamore, so you know the the the, the lights on us. So to go out there and lie about an offer, that that ain't the move. And, and then for one, how, how can we lie about offers? Is all the coaches that we post in the office from follow us? Okay, feel me? It just don't okay. make sense. If I post something bad about you or something fake about you, you'll check it. So, if, so you mean to tell me these schools just letting their stuff get posted and nothing getting checked, or they just retweeted knowing it's fake? Something don't check out about that. Okay, so, so okay, I'm with you. So, who are the top? Who would you consider the top players on your team? Uh, the top players on my team, um, I might have to say Jeremy, Trill, Armand, uh, Armand Taylor. Scotts, Jeremy Neborn. Yeah, that's Jeremy Neborn. Okay, Armand Scotts. Yeah, I think that was Trillian Hayes. Trillian Harris. Harris. Trillian yeah. Harris. Facts. Anybody else that you are out there? Because I, I, I've so, seen a lot. Like, yeah, I've seen a lot about Brown, these guys. Our whole team, like I tell you, our whole team really respect. Like, like if we got IMG coaches for the same period of time, I bet you that game would have learned a whole, a whole different route. Okay, facts. Look, th- this was, like, very helpful, very enlightening. I feel like there's been a lot of one-sidedness on this facts. story. Right? And I feel like, you know, it was great for you come through, represent your people, speak on their behalf, try to set the record straight through y'all eyes and y'all's lens. Sir. Okay. I appreciate you for coming on. If you got anything else you want to say to people, let people know where they can find you, et cetera. Like, let people know where they can find your music. It seems like it's hot. Yeah, something like that. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at NBH, um, J, J-A-Y-Y. Um, and then on Twitter, KBN, KBNG underscore JD71. Uh, and then as a message to y'all, just stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right. Appreciate you for coming on the show. For sure. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. That is it for episode 50 of the Fly Route Podcast. As always, I want to appreciate y'all for hanging out, rocking with me and chilling. Crazy there wasn't going to be an episode this week. I was going to take this week off, you know, just have some birthday stuff going on, not be in the in the work. But things just felt too great. Great interview landed in my lap. The story was way too hot, way too buzzing. And I'm really happy. If y'all liked it, please make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening and just give us a listen. The Fly Route Pod. The Fly Route.